0: Hey, let's talk about spending money, your money. Yo, 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 yo. Whether you're wearing pants or not, welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. Today's episode, Black Friday, just in time for the holiday season. We're going to talk about the ugly history of Black Friday. But before we do that, let's dive into the quickie. You know what bothers me? Two things bother me. A lot of things bother me, but these two really bother me. When people cough without covering their mouths or not washing their hands after using the restroom, especially in public, burns me up. Like it, it really, the shit really burns me. I, I, I hate it. And so I was talking to some friends about um, a particular toothpaste that I use, and it's a charcoal toothpaste. And it's, it's, you have to be very careful when you're done. Or while brushing your teeth to not have any droplets or anything fall um, on your clothes or whatever. You have to be really, really careful with it. And sometimes I just do it in the shower, to be honest with you, just to avoid any kind of mess. But the the times where I brush my teeth at the sink and because it's it's like dark gray or black, you know, I have to really like get down and low to and close to the sink in order to spit it out because it just was splatter everywhere little black droplets are all over the place right and I think about it because I use a, a dark color toothpaste it's really easy to see it but what about those who use like a light color or white or colored very close to their sinks you know how it may not show up as mine does and I think it's interesting that so that idea of this grossness came to me about like folks coughing. And I, I I recalled years ago seeing, I guess on news, some videos about folks sneezing and how far the sneeze travels. And I think in, in those different test environments, they were using um, um, dye in order to showcase how far those droplets um, would travel and, and and I think it's just it I kinda like that idea of that kind of test. It shows the visual for people because oftentimes folks will just sneeze and cough, especially on airplanes, it never ends. And the projectiles just go everywhere. It, it it bothers me to no end. Like if you're sick, wear a mask. Like that should be a norm from this point forward. Like it is in other countries. I think the whole world should adopt. What some of the Asian countries have been doing for decades, or even longer, facial coverings when you are sick, stay home, or always wear facial coverings. It doesn't matter. It's a, this is not like a a COVID discussion. It's just a a matter of keeping your germs to yourself, right? And I know folks will say, "Well, we won't evolve if we don't have the exposure of germs," and that may be true, right? I, I'm not I won't deny that, but also without having some of these extreme germs, we may not have the, like the, the level of pandemics we've had, right? And there's been f- several over the course of the past century. And and on the other side of this is folks going in the restroom not washing your hands. And, and I, again, you can't see it, but there have been tests out there as well that's been, that have been conducted, show illustrating, if you will, fecal matter, on like your cell phone. Um, and so I oftentimes take wipes and maybe wipe down my phone, but I also have this um, UV um, cleaning device for my electronic devices. Uh, mostly I just use it for my cell phone, to be honest with you. Place it in there and it's a timer on there and it uses ultraviolet rays to to disinfect the devices. I think it's important, right? You put it into my face all the time in my uh, and also on my hands. Um not necessarily I'm not necessarily a germaphobe but you know I do try to eliminate or reduce the exposure to different type of germs around me right I just try to keep things clean um I was definitely raised that way and I'm happy I was raised that way and for you folks who weren't raised that way figure it out <laughs> do better And that's the quickie for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and others. Today's episode, Black Friday, the ugly history. Especially want to talk about this because guess what? Black Friday is coming this week. So as you are listening to this episode, if you are listening to this episode, the week that it was launched, then you are possibly preparing yourself to participate. Hopefully at the end of this episode, you may reconsider that option. Black Friday deals. You hear it, you see it, and quite possibly feel it. It's the start of the holiday shopping season. It's an American tradition that has been around since the 1960s, but more on that in a minute, because I'm about to go in. Think about it. Stores announce these sales or bargains for things you don't even need, or we're not looking for. But the illusion of 50% off, or door busters, make it feel exclusive just for you only. It creates chaos, madness, frenzy, anxiety. Of all words, you shouldn't associate with fun. The large crowds gather to buy items from last season or worse, four versions old, but the crowds are there waiting in anticipation for the moment to score the deal. Welcome to Black Friday in America. So let me dive through this history of Black Friday before I continue on with this journey. There have been many observations that I have researched dating back to the 1860s all the way to recent memory. Some believe it started, as I mentioned earlier, in the 1960s. Um, when a convergence of things happened at the same time. So the stories are told that large crowds will often gather or visit Philadelphia for the Army-Navy game, which usually happens in the Thanksgiving weekend. And you have that convergence of, of visitors visiting one city, suburban shopping during the holiday season, even shoplifting during the holiday season. Limited police protection throughout the city for all the activities that are going on led to what some call Black Friday. There have been other connotations as well associated with Black Friday, such as retailers. Many have considered some retailers will operate in the red, which is the loss of profit, or operating in a loss of profit and in a black when you start to turn a profit. And many associate Black Friday as a time where they turn that nozzle from red to black, and they're now no longer in the negative. But the term Black Friday didn't catch on until much later, during the 1990s. And even in the early 2000s, when Black Friday became the biggest shopping day of the year in America Surpassing the Saturday before Christmas. Now, Black Friday has become an international frenzy as well. Consumerism taking hold across the world. So, speaking of consumerism, research has shown people living paycheck to paycheck are those who go to the store to participate in a Black Friday f- frenzies. There's even something on YouTube called Black Friday Hall. This is where influencers, and I'm doing air quotes here, <laughs> showcase or show off all of the purchases that they made. And they talk about the deals that they made and, and how they managed to, to score the deal, right? They 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 provide you with different tips and tricks of the trade that they did, right? In influencing you to go to the store to do the same. Even the doorbusters, that is where it gets crazy. The door busters, these exclusive deals where if you arrive to the store at a particular time, usually right when it opens, you can score the best deals of the day. At some select retailers. Now it's not all the items in the store. That's the trick. What researchers and marketers would do. Is they would highlight those items. That consumers demand the most. Or desire the most. And it would take those items. Mark those items down. Think about it. Think about the prices. And then think about markdowns. Now, if a a company is operating in the red, selling their products throughout the year, and at one day, those products are then sold at a discount rate. How then are they operating in the black? Either they have to move a whole bunch of units, which is where the dough busters come in, or... they weren't necessarily all operating in the red, like it was marginally in the red, right? The profit really came, the bulk of the profit came later on, mostly with the support of Black Friday because the prices of the items, they were never selling those items at a lower discount rate. So for example, if, if one go into purchasing electronic device for let's say $599 and during Black Friday, it's discounted to 299. Well, I'm pretty sure wholesale price was something less than 299. So that original price was the profit that they were trying to make. So in order to couple that, they needed to get people to come in the door through the masses. We need quantity now, not necessarily a few select numbers at the higher dollar amount. We need thousands of people to come through the door now in order for us to hit our numbers, in order for us to hit our profit targets. So that's where doorbusters came in. And these doorbusters again are only on select items because they want you to come into the store and while you are there, navigate you to other parts of the store. To influence you to purchase other items that you had no intention on purchasing it's an awesome design aimed at getting you to spend more dollars and more time in the store so present day there's been an estimate over a hundred and shoppers that partake in black friday spending An estimate average of about a thousand or over a thousand dollars per person. Now, this has evolved, right, from Black Friday to approaching and then subsequently taking over the Thanksgiving actual holiday where folks would normally camp out on Thanksgiving night. And that's how I kind of started for years. You, you individuals would camp out of a store for Thanksgiving night because the stores usually were closed, and those individuals would would be out in lines waiting to enter the store when they first opened for those doorbusters, right? But then the stores decided, oh, well, if we have the folks already there, why not try to add more revenue? We already have the consumers out in anticipation waiting. Let's get these individuals in the door to spend more money. So the stores begin to open on Thanksgiving holiday. Now you have people who have to work, stock, and manage these stores during the holiday season. They no longer get to participate in the holiday with their family. Now I have to work. And then those individuals who want to shop are also no longer with their families on a holiday cuz i need to be in line waiting to get the next greatest deal there's even something called paid waiters where people will charge almost like or maybe $30 an hour to wait in line for you in order to hold your spot while you are at home with your family <laughs> but then they are not at home with their friends or family right it's a it's a weird cycle You even get text messages, emails a week ahead of Black Friday. So they will start the deals early on. So now we've we've expanded from Friday to Thursday. And now we are a whole week in advance. Sunday leading up. Hey, now it's called Black Friday week deals. And there are deals to be made, air quote, deals to be made a week in advance of Black Friday in anticipation of you, your desire to buy or purchase the next greatest item that you're looking for or the items you didn't even think you needed. But that price suggests maybe you do. Lately, it appears many companies have understood the dangers and I'll talk about that in a second. And so now the trend has shifted a little bit to less traffic in the stores on Thanksgiving Day. Hopefully re-evolving to something less chaotic. And what I mean by chaotic, well, let's dive into that. Well, so the doorbusters, in my opinion, created an unsafe environment across America. Hell, even across other international cities i've seen videos in other parts of the world who was just as outrageous as the united states of folks trampling over each other trying to get in the store as the doors open some stores try to combat that by giving people numbers and only a select number can go through the store you have to hire additional police to 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 organize that it's been a lot that was done in this culture to To get and obtain the next greatest thing folks would run into stores sitting on televisions trampling and fighting over televisions or shoes or the latest toy for their young ones right it was always something that we desired to have the latest greatest item that was trending for the kids the biggest television right and I'll tell you something about those televisions I'll tell you about televisions and laptops both in my opinion are some of the highest desired items during black friday sales and i would tell you those are the ones you want to stay away from now if you're desperate and you really need to have a item because maybe your tv broke or your laptop decided to take a, a hike and you you really have no other choice i do understand Having some working device is better than none. So there are options in which I would say merit you participating in Black Friday. I will also say when you think about the tech items, they're not the greatest items that they're selling. Those televisions are never the best quality, the best picture, of any kind, maybe even the best design. They're like, usually they're old models. These stores are trying to get out of their warehouses and sell these items, right? Otherwise they're stuck with that inventory. So they wanna get that these items out of inventory into the consumer's hands. And you consumers want these items as well. So it's a win-win for both. But please remember, when you think about these televisions and laptops, the specs on these devices are usually a full season or full year in some cases multiple versions behind to reason why those prices are the or where they are they couldn't sell those prices or those items sorry throughout the year or even the previous year so they stuck with this inventory they have to get rid of it it's never the new items it's never the best picture you may have some of those but they're not going to be the ones at the, at the dirt cheap price you may get a deal on those because hell it was marked up prior to black friday and i'll dive into that in a minute so think about the dangers of the shootings that would happen in, in malls or in parking lots think about shoppers resorting in carrying pepper spray seeing the videos tasers even tackling people to get an item in front of their kids. Like it's been, it was just a madhouse. Folks running into stores, grabbing items as if we didn't see these items before. Like we, we, I need to go in and really knock someone over for a Jersey, it's a damn Jersey, right? It's, is it really worth the trouble of saving air quote, a couple of dollars? So I think however there's been a changing of the culture. Maybe online shopping has helped with that. I mean you could do it from your computer it's less interaction, less danger there but I also think stores have also understood the dangers and how what I deemed as the doorbusters the frenzy that they created kind of sort of backfired on the humanity side of it So the companies have now some companies have now the major box stores have closed their stores on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, So we have somewhat reverted back to less camping out in front of stores for deals now. And you can get those deals online. Um, I think Amazon kind of sort of helped with that as well because they did this tiered approach. So on Cyber Monday, for example, if you're up at two in the morning or three in the morning or four in the morning or five in the morning, <laughs> you can get certain deals on Cyber Monday starting after midnight. And at each hour, there are different windows of items and you just have to kind of sort of be online. They give you like a little window of of what items would be sold during different time slots. And so you just have to be online to purchase those items. It's it's a bit of a chance because once they sell out of the inventory, then obviously You won't be able to obtain those items, and that's all. And that's all part of the game as well, because they will only have a select amount in the inventory. So that creates the frenzy. Here we go with the chaotic piece again. But instead of us trampling over each other, we're just pushing our mouse or our enter button really fast, right? So it's a little bit less, what, lot less dangerous than it was previously. So I think that's a good thing in terms of the culture changing just a little bit. And then I also think having the stores closing on Thanksgiving is a win for everybody. I really think that was a bad move. And I'm happy we see somewhat of a shift that's for the better. So when I think about it, I think we are a very materialistic society. Look at all of the commercials online. It's never really commercials about improving yourself or goodwill commercials it's always about selling something a service or a product to you because you need something and that's how the commercial sell it right you need this product in your life you need this service in your life you need this trip to take you cannot do your work without it they create this environment of desirement where you have to have it and i think it could be very dangerous because as i said before we're materialism, which is a materialistic society, and we are buying items for not for need, but for want, desire, and worse, to show off on social media to gain more followers or likes. I know it may sound like someone is preaching or people are preaching when they say those terms, but in actuality, that's really what it is. It's to show people something that you did. You may be proud of it but you are showing it off. So think about it. Think about this. Why does Old Navy, and I'm calling that company out on purpose, not because I dislike Old Navy. It's because it's Old Navy. Why does Old Navy have 2.5 million followers on Instagram? There's really no other reason but selling products. People are following that, that site to get deals or to see the latest, greatest movement. Clothing items, how people are wearing the clothes. What are people wearing? Again, I have nothing against Old Navy. I think they flannel shirts. They are pretty awesome. (laughs) But 2.5 million people following Old Navy? Consumerism, materialistic society we live in. Why are we doing this? So I'll tell you there are six things I'm going to suggest to help combat this. Now. I am in no. Shape. Suggesting. That Black Friday. Should not exist. I am not suggesting that Black Friday is a. Total bad thing. I think the. Enjoyment or the thrill of shopping. Is adventure for some people. And that's perfectly fine. But I think we can take more control of our spending if you follow these habits. So I'll give you these reviews, right? Here, here, here we go. So here's your hint, by the way. Don't buy cheap TVs. I said it before. I'm going to say it directly. Don't buy cheap TVs. They won't last. It's a waste of money. Poor, poor picture quality. You're going to hate it. Don't buy the cheap laptop. They really won't last long at all. So here are six things I suggest you should follow. Don't make spontaneous purchases. That's number one. Number two, make a wish list of tech items you want. And you can do this in multiple ways. I (laughs) do it in two ways. I think they're pretty cool ways, but I'm laughing because it requires you to keep a... An insane amount of tabs open on your browser and so right now on my browser i have about 64 like active tabs open on my uh my chrome chrome about browser and some of those of items that i've been looking at like items i want to purchase or i've done some research on and i want to read more about it later on and i may forget about it so i just leave the tab open so I could come back to it at some point and do my reading on it, or it's a gift list or a trip idea or activity that I, I may want to seek or a place I may want to visit. All of those are just on my tabs, right? This is why I do my research. I, I I try again, go back to my number one. I try not to make spontaneous purchases. Lately I have, but most of the time I don't. Um, And on that wish list, I do it actively in two ways. As I mentioned, the Chrome browser. And the other way is I have several Amazon wish lists. And those lists I organize by like automotive, home, um, gift ideas, um, design ideas, maybe clothing. Uh, I, I think those are most of my categories. I may have even like a general category of items. What I like about the Amazon list, it allows you to again follow an item you want to purchase but what I really like about it is when the item is reduced over the period of time you see you get that alert on your phone or have if you set up your alerts that way I have mine set up and so I get the alert hey a price reduction of 5% or a price reduction of 12% for the item again if I would have made that spontaneous purchase that item of that item I would have paid a greater amount, so now I'm following the prices. And I'll tell you about that a little bit more as well. So number 3, research specs. What I mean by that is again, back to the televisions or laptops, research what you your desires are, like what do you need? You need a TV. You want it for in a bedroom, you want it for a gym, you want it for your living room, your kid's room, like what What's the purpose, general purchase, purpose of that television and where it would be used and determine what type of television you you really need. Like if it's in a space full of light and it's like a lot of direct sunlight or sunlight is like somewhat on an angle, you may want a glare resistant type of television. Do your research on that. Look at the specs on the style of television you really, really need for the space that you're trying to put the television in. Same with the laptop. Try to find the the item that fits to your desire. If you don't need much storage, you don't do much gaming or video watching, it's just a few browsers or writing a few things in like OneNote, something really simple, then obviously you don't need much space. You could go for something a little bit cheaper, and that is like a Chromebook, um, something that doesn't require uh, a large price tag, <laughs> if you will. Um I will also say you want to look into the versions of that product, right? What versions are currently out there that are greater than the one you're looking into? Or look at all of them. What is the latest greatest? And what does the latest greatest have over the one in a price point that you're looking for? And and you can determine from there, oh, here are the three items that are different in this television. By doing a comparison, I can live without that. You've done your research. You did your due diligence. You can make that purchase, right? Right. But you can go back to number two and just continue to follow that product. So when those prices dip, you can then purchase it at that time. Number four, make a plan for gift giving. Now, I threw this one in here because there are people who. So I'm not a person who gives many gifts. I I, I am more of a a gift for a of a. I'm a I give gifts based on something I hear the person want and if I see an item I say oh they would really like this item or oh someone in my family haven't experienced this and they talked about it before ah that's a good gift idea I kind of look at gifts in that manner I don't look at gifts in terms of like purchasing a bunch of gifts for like for example Christmas Um, I never did that as a kid it was never a thing in my family I'm happy it wasn't because it it saved us money and it I, I actually absolutely love it um but one one thing that we did use was something like white elephant or Kris Kringle different cultures or places called it different things where usually family members will put a name in a hat and then randomly you stick your finger in and pick out a name and then that person you purchase a gift for as opposed to each family member buying every family member a gift that could be very expensive and, and 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 many times buying people things that they don't even want right and so on these lists that we, we will have in in the, the big random bowl for example it may be two or three items and then we always determine a price that you also want to um, consider as well i'll also say create something special by hand like if you are someone who knits or you grow things in your garden, or you have fruit that you grow or vegetables, or you are good with um, welding, or you are really good at building things out of wood, whatever it is, painting, cleaning, whatever the case is, right? If you can create something by hand, the person may not keep the item, but the sentiment, that value of create, getting something that was thoughtfully crafted for you, awesome. And then I would say number six, don't buy into the hype. B-Y, B-U-I, not B-Y, B-U-I, don't buy into the hype, right? It's try to take the emotion out of it. And again, follow these six steps. You, I think, will help you and stand away from the madness and in being a little bit more deliberate in making purchases. Okay, friends, good chat. So until next week, enjoy your Thanksgiving. If you are here in the United States or living abroad and celebrate Thanksgiving. Remember, positive energy leads to positive vibes. Don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time joining. No pants can no pants required can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever. You get your favorite podcasts. Peace.